0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's sermon podcast, where you can hear God's word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So as we've been going throughout this epiphany season, uh, we've been asking ourselves a question. We've been asking ourselves the question, you know, how does the resurrection of Jesus have an effect on my life? That's an essential question for each of us to consider. How does the resurrection of Jesus have an effect on my life? How does the resurrection of Jesus have an effect on your life? How does it have an effect on your family's life? Does the resurrection of Jesus simply mean that I come to church once a week or once a month or once a year? Or does the resurrection of Jesus have an effect on my life every single day? And right, now as I ask that question, every one of you is probably going to give me a different answer because you're at a different place in your walk of faith, which makes it really hard for me to then stand up and say, here's what you should do, but here's what you should do. Right, this week, you should take a step closer to Jesus. Wherever you're at on your walk of faith, you should take a step closer to Jesus. And why? Well, because Jesus has taken all of the steps necessary to bring you to Him. Last night, we got to see that when little baby Alexis was brought to the waters of baptism and was brought into this family. and We got to celebrate with her the work that Jesus did in her life without her knowing a single thing that was happening. and She just was smiling and happy, right? But, but Jesus lived a perfect life for you. He died for you. He rose from the dead for you, and He called you to something special. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on today is, is the call that God has placed on your life and, and how we live out that call. And to do that, we're going to actually look at the call that God gave someone else. He gave the prophet Jeremiah the, the call that God placed on his life, Now, now before we actually get into that text, we need to put some disclaimers on this. Uh, Because whenever we look into the Old Testament, whenever God speaks to someone specific, again, especially in the Old Testament, we have to be a little careful about how we use that, right? Because God is talking to a specific person at a specific time, right? To be very obvious about that, where we can say, well, obviously God's only talking to a single person, Right? When the prophet Isaiah says, behold, the virgin will give birth, right? That's the sign to you. Well, that's not talking to any of you. Right? That was talking to a specific or about a specific person. And the same is any time that God talks to specific people, some of that's only to that person. But others other parts of that call we can generalize. And so we have to be careful about how we go about that. Uh, But that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at the call that God placed on the life of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. So I'm going to encourage you to to open up your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 1. And if you're using one of the pew Bibles in front of you, that's on page 627. But the call that God has placed on Jeremiah, and we're going to start in verse 4. And again, Jeremiah is the one writing this letter. Uh, And so so here he says, now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, now as we look at this verse, now those first two lines of that, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I, I set you apart for something special. Those are speaking to Jeremiah, but that also speaks to us, right? We know that God knows us even before he formed us, and he has set us each apart to do something special. But then that last line, I appointed you a prophet to the nations, that's just talking to Jeremiah, right? A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God, but not like a pastor who who preaches God's word. A prophet is someone who gets a direct revelation from God and then speaks to the people, so like a vision or a dream or God just speaks out of the mouth, the mouthpiece of God, right? That's not how God is working right now. So you're not a prophet. I'm not a prophet, right? So that line is specifically for Jeremiah. But we continue. Then Jeremiah responds. He gets this call, uh, kind of out of the blue. All of a sudden, God says, I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah says, oh Lord God, behold... Uh, I don't know how to speak, for I'm only a youth, right? How many of you have ever gotten into a situation where you felt overwhelmed? None of, okay, a few of you, yeah, uh, right? There's so many times where we get into a situation and we feel overwhelmed, and sometimes that's our response. Uh, maybe it's not saying, ah, I'm a youth, but ah, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. And that's how Jeremiah responds. And so, but then we get to see how God responds to Jeremiah, But the Lord said to me, the Lord said to Jeremiah, do not say I'm I'm only a youth, for to all to whom I send, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. So again, part of this is just talking to Jeremiah, telling him how he's going to help him, how he's going to be with him. To whom I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, uh, you shall speak. That's talking to the prophet. That doesn't really fit us, but what we can take from that is when God sends you to do something, He will prepare you for that. And then, especially in the middle of verse 8, we see a very comforting promise that's not just for the prophet Jeremiah, it's for you as well. It says, for I am with you, declares the Lord. Right? And we know that this is not just for the prophet Jeremiah because uh, the, some of the last words that Jesus speaks on this earth, to His disciples from Matthew 28, where He says, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then Jesus leaves us with a promise that's not just for the disciples. It wasn't just for Jeremiah. It's for all of us, as He says, and surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. And then the lord continues in verses 9 and 10 the lord put out his hand and he touched my mouth he touched jeremiah's mouth and said to him behold i have put word in your mouth your see i have set you today over nations and kingdoms to pluck up and to break down to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant this is the end of the call to jeremiah but notice that last verse he's not set me over kingdoms but to pluck up and to break down and so again this is specifically to jeremiah but in verse 9 God says, behold, I have put my word in your mouth. Now, again, as a prophet, God was literally putting his words in the mouth of Jeremiah to speak what God told him to speak. God doesn't reveal himself in that way anymore. He could, but that's just not how he chooses to right now. Instead, he gives us his word in a different way, right? Not by speaking visions or things and speaking directly through prophets, but how do, we, how do we get God's Word in our hearts and our minds and our mouths? Bible. The Bible, right? He has given us His Word, right? And not just for weekly or monthly or yearly basis when we come into worship, but God puts His Word into our mouths and our hearts and our minds. He wants to do that daily, and so again, because we're all in different places in life, we're all in different stages in life, uh, I get a certain question, right? Whether you're a, a young parent trying to pass down faith to your children, or an empty nester trying to figure out your purpose in life, or a grandparent that's praying that your kids will raise up your, your grandkids to know Jesus, or, or an individual trying to grow, grow deeper into God's Word, there's always a question that I get when, when we're trying to start something like that, and it's the question, well, where do I start? Right, how do I take that first step, or how do, I, how do I take that next step of getting God's Word into my heart and my mind and my mouth? And honestly, there are lots of different ways, lots of different places that you can get started. Uh, I know many of you use the portals of prayer, right? and that's a great way to get God's Word into your home. But today I want to show you another resource. Right, this is something that, that the staff here has been working on together to prepare it for you, and we're, we're calling it the, the Daily Dose of what matters most. And you should have gotten a, a paper like this as you came in. We, we gave about one per family. There's more if you want more. Uh, feel free to take these. But this is something that's, that's really fully customizable to the, to the needs of your family. Uh, my, my family, we've done this a few times at home preparing for this. There are times where we've done the whole thing. There are times where we've done just a very small portion of it. Uh, but, but, but this is something that can fit your needs uh, as, as a family. But I know that just handing to you this and saying, all right, go home and do it, probably doesn't help a whole lot because it might be awkward. Uh, it's something that you've not seen before. Maybe you've never done this before. And so today, the rest of our time uh, in, this, in this sermon portion of, uh, of worship, we're going to go through this together. I'm going to lead it. You, you can follow, right? But, but you can learn uh, we've done it in our family where others can lead, uh, and so it doesn't have to be just one person. You can take turns on that. Uh, or if you're doing it by yourself, you just get to read double sometimes. Uh, but, but as we do this, again, we also notice that you're probably not going to carry this with you everywhere you go. So we have it on our website, all right, trinityfremont.com slash Daily. Uh, so you can pull it up, and we've got some more resources that I'll talk to you about uh, as we move forward with this. Uh, but, but as you look at that, how do we start together? We start with the invocation, right? But above that, there's some blue words that say, the sign of the cross may be made in remembrance of your baptism. Right? Now, maybe you've wondered that and haven't been it's been too awkward to ask the question. But, you know, when I, when I say those words in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that you see other people around you going like this, and you've wondered why we do that. It's a reminder of our baptism. Last night, as, as Alexis came to the waters of baptism, I was able to put the sign of the cross on her forehead and above her heart, to mark her as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. And then as I poured waters, the, the baptismal waters over her, I spoke those words, right? You know, Alexis, Bell, uh, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so when we hear those words, those should remind us of our baptism. Even if the cross, you know, even if the sign of the cross wasn't placed on your forehead and above your heart, it wasn't for me in my baptism. That's okay, right? As we hear those words, As we hear that invocation, may that be the reminder to you of your baptism, and may you celebrate what Jesus has done to you, or for you, in your baptism. And so, as we begin our daily dose, we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, we continue with these opening sentences. Uh, And and Cooper, I've got these up on the screen, if you can go forward a couple slides to, to these uh, the, these psalms, right, the first from Psalm 5 or 3. And so if, if you do this, you know, you're going to read the same psalms every day. Now, what's the point of reading the same thing over and over and over and over and over again? Repetition helps memorize, right? And that's why, that's why teachers of little kids do the same thing over and over because it helps kids learn and it helps adults learn as well. And so, the more you do this, and as we go through this, maybe some of these verses ring a bell for you. But I'll lead, and you can follow, but again, you can do it differently in your homes. Uh, But first from Psalm 5, verse 3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. And then we say this all, let's say this all together. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As you saw those words, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that might be another time where you make the sign of the cross as a reminder of your baptism. Again, if, if that feels awkward for you, that's okay. Uh, You don't have to do that, Uh, but that's why we do that, is is that reminder of those words that were spoken to us in our baptism. Well, then, after that, we've got this kind of what feels like a blank section with all these headers of song or hymn, Bible reading, catechism, Apostles' Creed, and prayers for others and ourselves, and the Lord's Prayer. This would not be very helpful to get you into God's Word if then we said, all right, now go figure out what you're going to read, right, because… We're trying to take some of, those, some of those roadblocks out of your way. And so along with your morning or evening daily dose, you'll also be getting a weekly supplement. right? This blue thing in your folder, the weekly supplement, it gives you suggestions for what to read. There are daily Bible readings. There are weekly readings. And so if you look at this, you'll notice that each day, so starting tomorrow, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 17. Um, so there are about 15 to 25 verses in those sections, but you'll also notice there's a section with parentheses after it that just has like one to two verses, right? Maybe in your family, 15 to 25 verses, if you read that, your kids are gone and they're like running away and, and they just can't focus. Or maybe you just need that, I just need, give me one thing to focus on because this is too much. Well, that's what's in parentheses, those focus verses or a focus verse. And so for you tomorrow, your focus verse is uh, your focus verses is from uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 7, and how incredible it is that it focuses in on the, the benefit of God's Word. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, right? that, by, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So why are we reading God's Word? So that you may be equipped... For every good work. And so you read the Bible. And maybe again, for your family, trying to do two, you know, this every morning and every night, every day, uh, is going to be way too big of a step. And you're going to try it twice and you're going to quit because it was too much. Well, what if it was just once this week? All right, we'll look at the weekly Bible readings because those are the, the Bible readings that we're going to be reading in worship next weekend. And the bolded one or two, depending on the week, will be the verses or the sections of Scripture that we focus on that week. And so, if you guys are going to do this once in your homes, pick 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 11, and that will help your family prepare for worship next week. As I'm saying that, I realize I skipped, you know, I skipped over song or hymn and went right to Bible reading. Um, If you want to sing a song that your family loves, great. Otherwise, again, on our website, we have some more Uh, some more help for you. So again, trinityfremont.com slash daily. Uh, But if you go there uh, and you're going through the morning devotion, morning daily dose, or evening daily dose, and you get to these words, you can click on the word song, and it will bring up the Spotify playlist for next week, Um, as long as it gets updated, right? Uh, So that sometimes gets updated. It's not first thing on Monday morning, so maybe you're singing a song from this past week, right? Or if you click on him, maybe you want to do a hymn, uh, it'll take you to a di- resource from the Michigan District uh, called the, the Hymnal Project, and it'll actually take you to hymns for the season. So we're in the season of, season of, of, of epiphany, uh, and so there are multiple epiphany hymns uh, that your family could listen to, right? And then we move into the catechism. Uh, and, and so for some of you, you may have never read the catechism or looked at the catechism. Maybe, again, maybe that's ever, or maybe never since confirmation got over, right? And so for some of you, maybe just just reading through these will be helpful as a reminder or as something that you've never seen before. But for others, maybe you kind of know it, and maybe your goal each week could be to memorize a part of the catechism. Not so that you can check it off the box, not so you can get a good grade, not so that I'll give you a pat on the back, uh, but so that you can have the teachings of God's Word in your heart and in your mind, and in your mouth, on your lips. So, so we're going to start at the beginning of the catechism, the first commandment. So what is the first commandment? Right, you shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. All right, so then we get to, we get to learn God's word as well. And then the Apostles' Creed, we're going we're gonna to confess the creed later in worship, so we're not going to say that together uh, right now. And then, and then we move into prayers for others and prayers for ourselves, right? And so what does that look like? Well, we're going to give you, again, a prayer focus for the week. Now, that's not the only thing that you can pray for, but what if we all banded together to pray for the same thing for a week? How, how incredible could that be as we all seek God's guidance or God's protection for that week. And so for this week, uh, this upcoming week, it's prayers for ourselves and for others. It's for the Fremont community. And, and again, that, might, that can be as, as broad or as narrow. That can be as simple or as complex of, of prayers as you want it to be. And, and that doesn't have to be all, right? You can pray for family members or things like that. But what if we all, again, what if we all banded together to, to pray together? And so, again, that prayer could look something very simple like this. Pray with me. Uh, Dear Jesus, we ask that you would please watch over the community of Fremont today. May your word be in their hearts and minds and mouths. Amen. Again, basically, I just took the the prayer prompt and said, Dear Jesus, please be with them. Um, Or it could be maybe more narrow, maybe more complex. Maybe you could even go on the Googles, find a prayer that's for your community. So it could be a prayer like this. Pray with me. Almighty God, you know all things... And the words of your mouth stand over nations and over kingdoms, able to pluck up and break down, destroy, and overthrow. Rule by your might, that our community may be governed and preserved. Do not let us be dismayed as citizens in this world or uh, of your kingdom, uh, for you are king above all. Guide those whom you have placed in authority in this Fremont community to heed your will and your ways. In your holy and precious name we pray, amen. Right? So however, however you want to pray, we encourage you to pray. And then again, and then we move into the Lord's Prayer. And again, we're going to pray that later, later together as a congregation. And so uh, we're not going to do that right now. Uh, but then as you, from there, as you prepare for your day, again, this is assuming you're doing it in the morning, um, let's, you know, we, we, let's pray together Luther's morning prayer. So we pray this together. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, And then I, I didn't get this up on the screen, but it's on, your, uh, it's on your Daily Dose handout. You conclude with these words, let us bless the Lord, thanks be to God. Right? And then go joyfully to your work, or, or go joyfully to school, or go joyfully to do whatever you want um, with God's guidance. Uh, again, though, uh, we don't expect that necessarily you're going to take this with you. Those are, that, that is all available, and it's updated every week on our website at trinityfremont.com daily, uh, but we encourage you to hide God's word in your heart, to focus in on his word. So, so today and every day, may God's word be in your heart, in your minds, and in your mouth as you get your daily dose of what matters most. Right? May his word co- constantly remind you of how important you are in the eyes of God. May it remind you how much he loves you. May it remind you what he has done for you. And also remind you of how he has called you to live in this world. Amen? Amen.